Jeff City Sports Network presents GCSN Reports. Today's show is being brought to you by Profiler Performance Products. By Don Brown Sports Apparel, a big league look for a minor league price. By McAfee Heating and Air, any season, any time, McAfee. By Profiler Inc. By the USO. By Special Wish Foundation of Dayton and Southwest Ohio. By Darren Dowler Music. And by the Gem City Sports Network, your source for local sports in the Miami Valley, the Gem City Sports Network. And now here's your host, Doug Brown. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to this edition of GCSN Reports. My name is Doug Brown. Tonight we talk to Scott DeVolt, who is in charge of the University of Dayton Arena and all the changes that have to come about in the next month with high school basketball, college basketball, and Winter Guard, and more. But we'll find out what else is going to happen out there. But the University of Dayton Arena was built because the other two places where the Flyers played were too small. The Fairgrounds Coliseum, they were... uh, that no longer exists because of the, you know, they changed the, or they took the uh, fairgrounds down. The only thing that's there is the roundhouse. Then the, um, then they moved over to the uh, Freric, or the field house, which is now the Frerick Center. And, the, of course, the volleyball team is there. But that was too small. If you look at the volleyball, this, you've got the seating above. But they also had seating down below and on the ends, I believe. Ends, I'm not too sure about but the, on the side, yes, it's where the team's sitting. Now, and some elite fans, I guess the the guys that pay the, the people that paid a lot of money sat there in that lower lower bowl. But anyway, the uh, the uh, fieldhouse they they set fifty five hundred people, and that was too small. After a while, so they decided to build the arena, and they you know the old saying uh, that came out long after the the arena was built. Build it and they will come? Well, they sure as heck did at the U- University of Dayton Arena. They build it and people keep coming day after day after day after day. Every, anytime there's something going on there, it's it's pretty much full. I was fortunate. When I was at Wayne High School, we had our graduation there at UD Arena. At the time, it was really hot. They didn't have air conditioning, but they do now. But uh, <laughs> that was back in 1974. And it was the the surface was tartan turf. It, it's like you couldn't even hear the ball bounce, and it was really something. And that was a permanent that was permanent floor. Now they've got a floor that they can move in and out. Thus, you've got the like I said, you have the um, final four for the girls coming in. You got the state finals for the guys coming in a week later. But in between there, you got the first four. College basketball, the NCAA first four, first round, is coming here again, and this is the only place it's it's been called home. This is the first four. <coughs> Why? Because the Dayton Arena is so good at hosting this. I don't think the, I don't think the uh, anybody else can top them, because the last couple of years I've been I've had the opportunity to go to the first or to to the uh, state finals for the girls and guys. And I'll tell you what, Doug Hoschild and his group, they do a hell of a job over there. I don't think the, um, I don't know if the OHSA knew what hit them when it comes to that because, you know, the arena knows how to run a tournament. And 
Doug Hochschild and his stats crew, they did a phenomenal job keeping the media up to date with the stats. They'd come around at the end of each quarter, give you a stat sheet and all this kind of stuff, and it was it was phenomenal. You get that in college you get that in college basketball, but when they do it here at the arena, they really go one one up. Plus you got a a area for the uh, for the media to talk to the uh, interview room, the media room. And uh, you got rooms to work at and stuff like that, and it's just a great area for the for the media and also the fans because the fans are, yeah, they're filling the place. I mean, every game this year for the University of Dayton Flyers was sold out. Now, the uh, the first four or the first four, they're probably going to sell out. the The high school tournaments, they'll probably the the finals will probably get uh, a lot of people in there. So we're going to talk to Scott DeBolt about this and see how see what his thoughts are, and we'll do that right after this. You're listening to the GCSN Reports on the Gem City Sports Network. Profiler Performance Products is an all-American manufacturer of racing cylinder heads and intake manifolds. From two-time Drag Week winner Jeff Lutz to the winningest bracket champions like Disco Dean Karn, Profiler Performance has become the overwhelming choice of drag racing's best-known name. Profiler Performance offers the absolute best bolt-on performance for cylinder heads and intake, utilizing their own in-house custom casting and CNC machining. For more information, visit ProfilerPerformance.com or find them on Facebook. Profiler Performance, they make power they haven't even used yet. Hey, sports fans, you all know Don Brown. He was born and raised here in the Miami Valley and have met many of you somewhere along the line as a player, coach, or sports broadcaster for WKEF and WRGT TV. Sports has been a big part of his life and remains so today. So if your high school team, little league organization, or group wants to look good year-round, then look no further than Don Brown Sports. From spirit gear t-shirts, polos, or equipment embroidery, or screen printing, Don Brown Sports is your first and last stop. He's got big quality at minor league pricing. Feel free to get in touch with DB via email at dhkbrown1, that's the number one, at gmail.com. Or feel free to call him at 937-430-3105. Don Brown Sports, a big league look for a minor league price. Back here on GCSN Reports, Doug Brown with you. We are now here with Scott DeBolt, who is in charge of the University of Dayton Arena. And, Scott, you got a busy month coming up. Yeah, we got a few things going on here in the next uh, next three weeks. Uh, you got the high schools, and, and uh, they've uh, you had UD uh, playing their final home game last night. And now you got a couple of games tonight, and then uh, you got games all, all week for the high schools uh, up through Saturday or for, through Sunday. Talk about what, huh? Go ahead. Talk about what it means to have those kids come in and play at, at the arena. Yeah, no, we're uh, we're we're really excited about uh, uh, hosting not only the Southwest District uh, uh, District uh, Boys uh, Finals here this week, but uh, having the girls and, and boys state uh, championships back again this year uh, at UD Arena. You know, again, it's. Uh, uh, UD Arena was made to play basketball, and uh, we we really enjoy to to showcase it and uh, and let these uh, high school kids uh, play here uh, in March. 
Do you ever get to see the looks on their faces when they come in for the first time? Oh, a- a- absolutely. <laughs> so I, I actually I individually greet every team when they come in the back dock uh, and 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 welcome them. So yes, uh, I, I that's that's one of my favorite parts is is to see the the, the look when they walk in. Yeah, just uh, you know, I know it's been what about fifty or what, almost sixty years that that place has been open, something like that. Yeah, we're uh, fifty three okay. and change. Okay, almost as old as I am. Then <laughs> I remember when that thing was being built, and uh, you know, it was it, it was fun to watch them how they how they were going to build that and how they were going to, you know, okay, you got that uh, little dip there. Now, where what's going to be the dip? Oh, that's the court. And uh, but you got uh, you've had a lot of changes over the over the uh, last couple of years, and one was taking that awful loft out of the out of there and put the cameras up there at the very top that that was i think the best thing you've done <laughs> yeah, yeah we got we got rid of the old crow's nest that uh that uh made a, a, a difficult angle for not only announcers but also for video guys and people watching at home on tv so yeah we're, we're fortunate enough in our our renovation to be able to uh, uh make some changes that not only help people uh inside the arena but outside the arena Okay, you've got the uh, girls' high school uh, finals coming in, and you got the guys' uh, state finals coming in. Talk talk about how big that is for the UD arena. Yeah, no, it, it, it's it's great to have it have it here. Uh, you know, we were able to uh, uh, initially get it. We were supposed to host the girls uh, the year of COVID. Um, we actually got to host the, the girls and boys uh, that year, and then last year was able to have a a full tournament with uh, full crowds. And this year, and we have it again for next year, and hoping to be able to expand it. But yeah, no. Uh, again, it's great for the region. You know, we have great fans and and following of, of basketball at all levels uh, here. You know, not only just uh, UD men's and women's program, but with the first four, and now with high school and everything over the years. So uh, yeah, it, it's just a huge honor to be able to to host it and let uh, a lot of these uh, these teams their their season comes down to uh, playing at UD Arena. You see a lot of uh, a lot of fans come in uh, for the high schools too, don't you? Yeah, yeah, no, we we get uh, obviously teams from all over the state and and uh, family and friends coming from everywhere, so we we see a little bit of everything. And you got enough room. That's that's we, for we sure. We definitely we definitely have enough room and all that. So yep, we 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 uh, try to pack them in there and and uh, again, it's a it's a it's a great venue to watch basketball because you're right on top of the court and the action and and uh, Nice and loud. Well, you know, I can tell you uh, from a, uh, a media standpoint, Doug Hoschild does a hell of a job with the with the media, getting those stats up and having the meeting meeting rooms and stuff like that. And you guys do a fantastic job when it comes to uh, setting up the arena for the for the media. Uh, I know you have to change things around uh, to to fit more media in. Talk talk about what it takes to change uh, the the court around. Yeah, that 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 process actually uh, uh, starts today. So, and it started last night after our our, our last regular season game. So we're we're starting to uh, make some of the initial changes uh, going towards that uh, first four look. And again, that's one of the huge benefits uh, to hosting the girls and boys state championship uh, on either side of the NCAA first four is that they get that same look. They get that same big uh, big feel, you know, with a a, a large uh, post-game press conference dais and all that, and and the the carpet carpeted hallways and carpet around the court and and just that that big setup with additional media spots. 
So, you know, it's one of the huge, huge advantages, but it, it starts today and we'll be doing it all week during the districts. And then, uh, uh, next week we, we, uh, we add the additional media seats and we'll be ready for the, the girls on the ninth. So the girls start next, the girls, uh, tournament, uh, is next, is next weekend, not this weekend, but the following weekend, right? Correct. We got ten district uh, boys games uh, this weekend, and then we have twelve uh, girls state tournament games uh, the following Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then we flip the court uh, for first four on selection Sunday. We got open practices on Monday, and then uh, uh, after that we flip it again on the sixteenth and start with the boys twelve games on the seventeenth through the nineteenth. Do you ever sleep? Uh, I, I, I get a few uh, a few nods in, um, and actually I, I stay across the street at the courtyard. So. <laughs> I got a friend of mine that works over there, and he he says that place is always full about this time of the year. So uh, yeah, you're lucky to get a room over there for uh, at at that at that place. Uh, yep. But uh, we uh, you know as as part of the media, you know we go in there and you know you've got that. Uh, you come in. Uh, they come in the the west door, and it's so nice to be able to come in and or no, not it's not the west door anymore, is it? They they come in the dock door now again. They come in the dock. Yep. Okay, but you know it's so nice to be able to come in there and park uh, real close to the uh, to the arena itself, and be able to come down and go down the ramp. Now, where's the uh, is the meeting the um, you know you've got the room. Uh, made up for all the the media so they can work. Uh, what what goes into de- doing that? What what do you have to do to get that? I mean, do you have to hook up uh, lines for internet and all that kind of stuff too. Yep. So we we have a couple of different setups for the district games and all that. Uh, the media will just use our our normal media room that we use for our men's and women's games. Uh, and then starting with the the girls tournament and the the first four and the boys tournament, uh, we set up a uh, an additional area for media. Um, and video distribution uh, for folks. So yeah, it, it takes a lot of lot, lot of setup and a lot of lot a lot of lines of uh, cable and, and data and power lines uh, uh, throughout just to, to have enough positions uh, for all the media. Now, do you hire people? Uh, do you hire extra people for for all this uh, the uh, throughout the next month or so? We, we do. We utilize our, our staff, but uh, but again, at the same time, we got a lot of our staff that's uh, traveling with our team still. Our, our men still play here uh, this weekend, and our women are at the A10 uh, championships right now. So, uh, yeah, so we bring in some people. We got some great volunteers uh, and everything that, that that help out. And again, you know, we've been doing this for for a long time. And last year, we just added the, uh, you know, just an, another 24 games uh, in the month 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 of March. But uh, we're kind of accustomed to it. Well, Scott, I know you're a, you're a busy guy. <laughs> the arena is quite busy too. Uh, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the NCAA tournament that comes into town, and uh, we'll do that right after this. You're listening to GCSN Reports on the Gem City Sports Network. We know that purchasing a new system is a big decision. At McAfee, we feel you should only have to make it once. That's why we offer lifetime, worry-free coverage on new McAfee systems. Never a charge for repairs. Never a charge for maintenance, not even a charge for filters. And when the day comes the system needs replaced, you're covered. Any season, any time, McAfee. Contact McAfee Heating and Air at 937-438-1976 or 
www.mcair.com or 1-800-AIR-REPAIR. A Special Wish Foundation of Dayton has a new name. It is now a Special Wish Foundation Dayton and Southwest Ohio chapter. They now serve 20 counties in Southwest Ohio and work with families whose children are being seen at Dayton Children's and Cincinnati Children's Hospitals. The organization has granted over 1,800 wishes to those children battling life-threatening illnesses. To find out how you can help make a special wish come true, log on to their website, aspecialwishdayton.org, or call them at 937-223-WISH. A Special Wish Foundation is a 501c3, and all funds stay within the local community to support local children. Back here on GCSN Reports, Doug Brown along with Scott DeVolt, who is the the man in charge of changing things around at the University of Dayton Arena, and they've got a lot going on for the next three, four weeks at the arena. you got the girls' t- state tournament. you got boys' state tournament. you got the final four, or the first four. Uh, Scott, talk about uh, what happens when the NCAA comes in. Yeah, so the, we, we've started the transition this week, and then next week we'll, we'll do the full setup. Um, and getting it ready. And then once the, the girls' uh, state tournament is done on, on Saturday evening, the 11th, on Sunday, Selection Sunday, uh, you know, we, we transform the building with uh, signage and, and bring in the NCA signage, uh, take out our, our basketball court, bring in the NCA basketball court uh, for that day. Um, and then uh, uh, we find out, just like everyone else does on Sunday night uh, during the selection show, what eight teams are coming to Dayton. And we get together as a group of uh, about 40, 50 people, and and everyone's got their assignments. Uh, once the teams are are determined, and and we kind of go from there. And and Monday, the NCA staff uh, shows up, and we got open practices in the evening, and then we follow up with uh, open practices on on Tuesday for the Wednesday games, and then we got the doubleheaders on Tuesday and the doubleheaders on Wednesday, and away we go. <laughs> that seems all so simple. But there's a lot that goes into it, I know. How long does it take for you to uh, take the, the floor out and put the NCAA floor in, back in? Or in? Yeah. yeah, it takes us about six hours uh, uh, total time and all that by the time where we can get it. Because uh, we got to get the, the new floor in and TVs working side by side with us, getting stuff set up, uh, you know, and, and getting that all ready. So, so yeah, so it, it takes us about six hours to, to take the floor out and bring the other one in. And then the same when uh, you put the uh, UD floor back in, right? Yep, yep. We'll do the same thing on uh, Thursday the 16th. Now, when TV comes in, uh, they take over a lot of the area. Uh, how many cameras do they have set up, uh, or do you are you involved with that in any? Uh, show them where yeah. it's at. Yeah, they stick a camera just about any place they, uh, <laughs> they they can and all that. So normally it's a, it's you know sometimes it's 15 cameras, sometimes it's 20. <laughs> you know they got a bunch of handhelds and fixed ones back by the locker rooms and and uh so sometimes i don't even know where where they all are but uh yeah we we work side by side with them and again they've been a great partner uh of, of ours in the nca and they do a number of games uh of ours during the regular season so it, it really helps out what's it mean to uh the university of dayton arena knowing that they're going to have the first four almost every year and the fact that uh, the NCAA, ncaa just loves the, the university of dayton arena yeah, no, we've been very fortunate since 2001 when it first started with the play-in games. 
and then when it converted over to the first floor to be hosting uh, uh, since then. And, and again, we, we currently have the contract through 2026 and hopefully beyond that. So, yeah, we've hosted more NCAA tournament games than any other building in the country. So, uh, uh, again, it's something we're, we're very proud of and, and something that the, the region can hang their hat on. And one of the things I first said, and I said in the first segment, is that if you go to another uh, venue, say uh, Columbus or Cincinnati or um, one of the other buildings that they use uh, pretty much all the time, uh, the NCAA, you're not going to see the crowds that you see here. Dayton really draws, especially for the first floor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, again, a, a great fan base here. I mean. Uh, you know, proven by just our our men's basketball team the last two seasons, we've we've sold out the whole season even before it it, it began. So so a very knowledgeable crowd around uh, th- this area, and and yeah, it's it's very rare that we come up to Selection Sunday and we have uh, seats still available. So uh, they, they go they go fast uh, in the pre-sale, and 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 all that's normally left at at that point in time are team holds and a few sponsor holds. Now, do you get a chance to to watch any of the games? I mean, just for a minute or two, do you get a chance to watch any of them? I I, I do. I actually, uh, you know, it's normally during a normal uh, men's or women's basketball game, I'm walking around the building, monitoring traffic and and concessions and everything else that goes on. But uh, during the NCAA tournament, I actually sit at the scorer's table with the NCAA rep and <laughs> And uh, I'm kind of like a, a caged lion there, uh, you know. So I got I, I got to behave. But I, be, between radio and and uh, a laptop and 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 a phone, I can uh, text a lot of messages and instructions and answer a lot of questions from there. <laughs> that, that's something a caged lion there, huh? <laughs> uh, I can I can understand that. You know, uh, I'm I feel that way right now, to be honest with you, but. Uh, I know you guys do a great job down there at the arena, and uh, I've been coming down there for years. Uh, as a matter of fact, do you guys still have graduations in there? Uh, we do. Yep, yep. So we uh, we have UD's winter graduation in, in December, uh, and then in May we normally have uh, uh, Sinclair's, and then all of our law school undergraduates, uh, baccalaureate mass and, and graduate uh, graduations the first week in May. And then uh, last year I think we had uh, – 14 or 15 high school graduations, and I think we have uh, about the same number uh, this year in May. Okay. Now, you also got the uh, Winter Garden International coming in, too. Is that – so you got the the guys' districts, and then you got the girls' uh, state finals, the fi- yep. first four, the guys' state finals, and then Winter Guard right after that? Winter Guard is the second and third weekend in April. Oh, okay, uh, so you get that. a break. So we, get a, we get a little bit of a break. They <laughs> move in the first weekend in April and, and start setting up, so – that's uh, that's about three three weeks of uh, of stuff that they transition through, and they they actually move their their offices uh, into UD Arena, into the Besh Lounge, and and that's their offices uh, uh, for three weeks. Now, do you get a chance to watch any of them? Uh, I do. Yeah, yeah. No, that's uh, that's again. Those are those are amazing uh, groups all over the world uh, that travel in here for the the World Championships and and. And some of those performances are, are, are pretty amazing. Now, uh, we know that the uh, Nutter Center is pretty much, uh, ha- they have uh, concerts all the time. Do you guys still have concerts or not? Uh, we, don't, we don't do large concerts uh, anymore, um, you know, particularly during, during the basketball season uh, and, and doing that. And, and before the renovation, we never really had air conditioning 
uh, in the building. So we didn't do a lot of events in the summertime. So, uh, you know, our, our building's not uh, as easy to load in and load out uh, like some of the other uh, facilities around town. So uh, uh, we'll stick to basketball and we'll give them the concerts. <laughs> Well, you guys do a, a fantastic job down there at the University of Dayton Arena, and if if uh, if there was any way that somebody could get in there to take a look at, at what goes on, they'd be amazed at uh, how efficient you guys really are. Yep, yeah, i got a great staff working with me, and, uh, again, we've been doing it for a number of years, so uh, it's a little bit of rinse and repeat every year, and, uh, and uh, you know, when over the next 19 days we got 40, 40 basketball games, so it's a little bit like Groundhog Day. I'm glad you like uh, basketball, Denny. Absolutely. <laughs> well, Scott, I want to thank you for coming on and uh, talking about the re- the arena. And uh, when we come back, we'll finish it up. Right, you're listening to the GCSN Reports here on the Gem City Sports Network. No matter the threat or where the front line may be, our armed forces protect and defend us every day. But what does it take to strengthen our service members and keep them focused on the mission? What does it take to keep our military connected to family, home, and country? It takes a force. Be a force behind the forces. Join the USO in helping service members and their families. Give today at csohio.uso.org. Profiler Inc., your local source for custom graphics including banners, decals, and custom apparel for your corporate, school, or personal needs. For more information, check us out on the web at www.profilerinc.com or on our Facebook page, Profiler Inc. And back here on GCSN Reports, Doug Brown with you, and I want to thank Scott DeBolt for coming on. He's going to be one busy guy for the next 19 days, as he said. With you got the uh, got the districts, uh, the boys' districts coming in this week. You got two games tonight, or you had the game last night between uh, Dayton and LaSalle, First of all, and then you got uh, tonight. You got Catholic Central taking on Rushi at five thirty, and Troy Christian and Riverview East at seven thirty. And then tomorrow night, two more games. Friday night, two more games. I think there's like four games on Friday and Saturday. So a lot of basketball to be played down at the University of Dayton Arena in the next 19 to 20 days. The uh, Winter Guard comes in, like you said, in April. And uh, I tell you what, it's totally amazing how they, they get that thing moved around. And I'm sure that one of the TV stations will be shooting uh, some video of the new floor, the NCAA floor coming in and so forth. And if you get a chance to go out and see the, any of the uh, state finals, uh, you're in for a treat. They put on. Um, yeah, you don't see it. You don't see what the media sees, but uh, uh, Doug Hoschild and his group—they do one hell of a job when it comes to uh, getting the media taken care of, and so forth. And uh, you know, the the University of Dayton Arena—it was built for this, and uh, they deserve to host the first four for a long time. And even the the uh, boys and girls state finals. Um, Everything's up in Canton or Columbus or something like that. There's nothing over this way, and I, th- I, I, I'm, I'm going to make a, uh, a bold prediction. I think the uh, state tournaments are going to be here for a long time because uh, <laughs> they uh, during the COVID years we were sitting up high. Uh, there was some there was some uh, some media members sitting up high. The others were sitting down by the by the floor, but 
you couldn't get too close because of the COVID stuff. But last year uh, and the year before, well, I tell you what, UD did a fantastic. They do a fantastic job when it comes to putting the uh, floor down. When it comes to uh, keeping the media uh, aware of the stats, all, all kinds of stuff, and uh, they do a fantastic job. So uh, we will be back later tonight with uh, GC with the uh, Dayton Sports uh, Dayton Sports tonight, and we'll have that uh, all the scores for you. Uh, we know that uh, Central State and UD both played this, this today in uh, college basketball. They, uh, Dayton was playing in the A-10 tournament. Central State was in the uh, uh, SIAC tournament, and Miami of Miami of Ohio was taking on Ohio U. That was in girls basketball and guys basketball. Uh, Miami is at or that's baseball. I'm sorry, um, but we'll have all kinds of scores for you tonight, and uh, of course the horse report. And we'll have that for you right here on the Gem City Sports Network. Till then, this is Doug Brown saying so long. We'll talk to you next time on GCSN Reports. You've been listening to GCSN Reports. Today's show has been brought to you by Profiler Performance Products. By Don Brown Sports Apparel, a big league look for a minor league price. By McAfee Heating and Air. Any season, any time, McAfee. By Profiler Inc. By the USO. By a Special Wish Foundation of Dayton and Southwest Ohio. By Darren Dollar Music. And by the Gem City Sports Network. Your source for local sports in the Miami Valley, the Gem City Sports Network. Join us next time for GCSN Reports right here on the Gem City Sports Network. (music) 